morning. Welcome to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show, the only show of its kind. I'm Gary Bell, along with Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys, and this is an injury show. I tell you what, every week we give you a show. We've been doing this for years. We give you a show to break down a different injury subject to educate you, to give you the information you need to fight and win the war on your injury claim because it is a war. Don't ever forget that. You're at war with the insurance company who's going to try to beat, reduce, mitigate, moderate, or eliminate your injury claim and the payout on your injury claim. And we're here to make sure you get fair, full, complete compensation, as you should, for your injury claim. You know, many times we talk, we deal with rear-end accidents. And even we've even done shows showing you how insurance companies say you got rear-ended, but it was partially or wholly your fault. And if you were listening to that, you probably just fell off of your chair. That's what they do. We did it in another show. We're not going to do it again here. But what we are going to do is educate you because at Bell & Pollock, we educate and advocate on different injury subjects, and we educate and advocate for you on your injury claim. We've been doing it for years. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Our telephone number is 303 795 5900. That's 303 795 5900. And in the mountains, Western Slope, you can call us at 970 870 8989. We have offices in Denver. We have offices in Steamboat Springs. And we do injury cases all over the state of Colorado. Okay, today's subject you've been injured. Is there anything that you can do or might do that will totally kill and wreck? Your own injury claim. Yes, so today's title is seven ways, and there's probably a lot more, seven ways to wreck your own injury claim. So, Brad, let's talk about this because we've seen this over the years. People come in, they're legitimately injured. They need compensation. Maybe some of them need lost wages paid back, medical bills paid, paid for their injuries. And one one way, one way, let's start with this one, is they fail to obtain or get appropriate, timely medical care. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's a, a, a big problem. It's not saying run off and get medical care you don't need. It's not saying to, uh, claim you need medical care when you don't. But when you realize you're hurt, sometimes that takes a day or two, but when you realize you're hurt, go get some medical care. Go see a doctor. Go, go register your problems. Find out. Let them check into your back, your neck, uh, the, the different parts of your body. If you have any radiating pain, see, what, see what's causing it and get, get yourself some uh, some care. Uh, people let it go, let it go, let it go. And if you're like a lot of people, those of you who are listening, if you're like a lot of people, what you do is you go, it'll go away tomorrow. Or maybe I'll adjust my pillow. Or maybe I'll adjust the way I sleep. Or instead of sleeping on the bed, I'll sleep on the couch. And uh, most all of us who have been involved in any kind of activities, we, we, we have this syndrome where we've been involved in activity. I don't care if you went to a, a family picnic and you got went out and started throwing the frisbee, and the next day, or you, you're sore from doing it, and you're th- and you're sore from doing it, and your your legs are sore, your back's a little sore, and it goes away. So when when you get in this crash, you think the same thing is going to happen, but it doesn't. This is a different 
different situation. You haven't been doing this repetitive stress on your body that's new when you're like you do at a family picnic when you're playing softball or when you're throwing the frisbee or when you're doing whatever. That you when you start having these kind of pains, it's important for you to get to, for you to immediately get to the doctor and make sure you you talk to the doctor. Now, uh, you know, Gary, there there's two other ones that I'm going to want to throw in here um, so, uh, to to talk about. But right now, let's go with it. But um, w- let's start with one that you got to know of right now that I don't think was in our seven that we have listed, and that's talking to the adjuster before you talk to an attorney. Now, you, you've got to wait to talk to the adjuster until you talk to an attorney, especially if you're going to start signing documents. But, but a lot of people might say, well, why do I have to do that? Why don't I just talk to the adjuster? I mean, surely that's what insurance is for. Surely they're going to be fair. Well, no, they're not going to be fair. They're, they're trying to cover uh, their company's uh, position on this whole situation. And that means money or less money to you. So no. And, and we've done we've done shows on your first phone call to the adjuster. We've got it on our website, championsofthepeople.com. It's on the homepage. You can hit the button there to listen to our 30-minute show. Or on our homepage, you can hit the button to get a quick, printable, download, uh, downloadable PDF checklist on what you need to know before you talk to the adjuster. Okay, but Brad, that's very important. But let's go back to this. you got to seek medical care. Because a lot of people, we see them every day in our practice, people come in, and, and, and especially guys, I don't mean to be sexist or anything like that, but guys seem to want to say, I'll just suck it up, I'll get better in a couple of days, and the longer that you don't go to a doctor, the insurance company uses that against you. And they home in on men because they think men have more of a tendency to not go to the doctor than women do, but it can happen to both sexes, period. Men and women do this. And so, you know, we don't advocate that you run off to see the doctor right away. But what we do say is if you're hurting from an accident, from a crash, Brad, and you have symptoms, and a lot of people say, well, I waited till the next morning, then I couldn't believe it. I almost couldn't get out of bed, so I went to the doctor. You just don't want to wait days and days and weeks and weeks to go to the doctor. Uh, I mean, if you're necessary, you go to the emergency room right away. But you don't want to wait weeks and days to go to the doctor if you need it. 100% correct. And, it, you know, sometimes you have to work around things. For a long time, we were dealing with COVID. People didn't want to go to the hospitals. They delayed getting medical care. Uh, you got to get to a doctor if you're, if you're having pains. And those pains are different from or separate from what you normally would have. You've got to go get some medical care. Right. Okay. So the other thing is, especially in hit and run accidents, uh, you know, our second point is going to be today, you, you don't call the police. I mean, people try to talk you out of call the, calling the police. Don't call the police. Here's my insurance information. Here's my, uh, we can exchange insurance information. Don't call the police. I'll take care of everything. And nine times out of 10, when Brad and I hear that, or 10 times out of 10, they don't. And you can't find them anymore. And there's no record of it. And the insurance company owns you for a large part because no police were called. And Brad, let's talk about that a minute because the police do a police report. It proves to the insurance company uh, what happened. Pretty much they rely on it. Uh, and it happens in hit and run cases, very important, but but you need to call the police in every every situation. You do. And, uh, you know, it, everybody, when they're in their car going somewhere, they're going someplace. And 90% of the people that are going someplace have a time period by which they want to be there. Or they have an intention to do something that's time sensitive. 
So when you get in a crash, it's never convenient. Understand, it's always inconvenient. It's always going to delay you getting to where you need to go, doing the things you want to do, getting people picked up, getting people delivered, getting to a show, getting to to watch your, your children or your spouse do something. It's always going to be that way. So yes, they're terribly inconvenient. Then you say, now we got to wait for a police officer. Then that police officer has to show up and you don't know how long it'll take. Believe it or not, folks, at times police officers showing up within a minute. Other times it can take them 15, 20, 30 minutes to show up. But the bottom line is, is that if you don't take care of it now, when it's happened, there's a strong chance when it comes time later on, you're not going to have the same story from the at-fault party. They're going to, sometimes you're lucky they'll even admit being there. Other times they're going to talk about the fact they didn't cause it, they didn't do it, it's a different way, it didn't happen the same way you said. And by that time, all the evidence that you could have possibly used for the police officer to make a decision is gone. And, you know, that, that and, changed your story. And not only that, when you finally do talk to the adjuster in the appropriate way and you follow the advice of Bell and Pollock at championsofthepeople.com, when you finally talk to them, they're going to want to know where the accident report is because they want to know what the police said, as Brad just said. And when you say, and when we hear in our law firm that, well, no, we didn't call the police, nobody called the police, uh, but I've got this person's information, and then we call that person and they deny it, they change it, they modify it. So, rule, hello, rule. Call the police every time. Rule. Call the police. And especially, not exclusively, but especially in a hit and run. Because a hit and run, they're gone. You don't know who the insurance company is, so you have to deal with your own car insurance. And don't think they won't take an adverse position against you. Your own car insurance, because they will. And the first thing they're going to ask you about was, did you call the police? Is there a report? No. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. We're, we're going to deny your claim. So, you know, when you're going down the street and you're going to go watch your son play Little League Baseball and he's pitching for the first time and you get in a crash and now you realize, uh, what do I do? Do I miss my son playing, being the pitcher in the Little League game for the first time? Or do I stay here and take care of it uh, because I'm staying here and calling the police? Or do I just look and say, let's exchange information and I run to the accident or to the game? Rule. No. Call the police. And, and, and I'm sorry you missed the game. Right, sorry. Okay, the next point we're, we want to make with you today, and remember our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do the show to educate you, to give you information you need. We're glad to do it. The next point we want to talk about is you go to the doctor or you're talking to the doctor uh, and you, you had previous accidents, maybe previous injuries, maybe a pre-existing condition, and you try to hide it all. That is a huge mistake. You don't want to hide it all. There's ways to deal with this. Maybe you hurt your back, low back in this crash, and you had a previously neck problem. That's a different part of the body. Don't hide this information. And even if you had a pre-existing back condition, it can be handled. But if you try to hide it, it's going to be deadly uh, to your claim. We see it all the time, Brad. You've got to make sure you give full facts, especially to your lawyer. When you get there, talk to the lawyer and give full facts. When you talk to the doctor, if you've had previous similar injuries, talk to the doctor and discuss it. Tell the doctor what's going on. Uh, you want to get the maximum medical care. That's the idea. Uh, stop worrying about your medical or your lawsuit at that point. Start worrying about how you get medically recovered from what's happened. And the way you get medically recovered from what's happened is you talk to the doctor and you say, this, this is what I've had in the past. So the doctor can address it with full information. As for the lawyer, 
I used to say when I did criminal cases, I can remember talking to people and saying, do you have a prior record? And sometimes they kind of look at me and I said, let's make this straight. If you don't tell me and it comes out as a surprise at trial, we're both going to look like fools, but you're going to go to jail and I'm going to go back to my office. So the bottom line is, is you, the lawyer can't deal with the problem. The lawyer can't address the problem if the lawyer doesn't know about the history. So give him the history. Now, of course, if you're talking about prior accidents, there's probably no jail, but that's what we used to do in criminal cases all the time was to advise the defendant, you've got to give me all the information. That's a great point. You're listening to the Bell and Pollock Legal Show, the only show of its kind, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs. You can call us at 303 795 5900, 303-795-5900 or 970-870-8989. Uh, we're glad to talk to you. We're glad to give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. We trademark protected legal game plan. We wrote a book entitled Legal Game Plan, and you can get it on our website, championsofthepeople.com. Today, we're talking about the ways that you can wreck your own injury claim. Next. Next up to bat, hiding or misrepresenting your previous uh, medical history. We just covered that and touched that in part. If you have a pre-existing condition, you need to tell the doctor. If you injured your back in this crash, I'm going to give you an example, and you had a previous back problem before, you need to tell them. Look, we've had people tell us I had a back problem before. I had back surgery before this crash. And then we were able to prove that this crash caused injury at a different level of the lumbar lower back spine than your previous previous injury. But if you're hiding it, it's going to do nothing but, but camouflage it and hurt you legally, right? Because if you had a previous surgery at L3, now L4, L5, L6 are damaged. It's a different part of your lower back, and you don't know that. So there must be full disclosure. That's, that's our warning to you today. Okay, Brad, let's go to the next point. Um, exaggerating your injuries. I'm going to let you take off on this one because you're really good at it, but... Uh, I've got my own concerns that I'll, I'll kind of jump in in a minute. Well, my, my belief is, and I've always had this belief in doing this for the years I've done it, is juries most of the time can see through a fraud. They can see through a phony. If you're sitting there going through what you're going through, they can see through it. A lot of times, adjusters have become immune to what the injury might cause and what difficulties it cause and what might be from the injuries. So sometimes you have to re-educate them to understand how this, this event could cause this injury and how this injury can affect somebody's life. But if you're exaggerating, if you're faking, if you're going beyond what would be appropriate and normal, um, not appropriate and normal to what the defense doctors say, because there's defense doctors out there who, if you lose your right arm, can't understand why you're still not writing with your, with your right hand. But you've got to understand that the bottom line is be truthful about your injuries. You've got to identify them. You've got to know what they are. You've got to be truthful about what they are and don't fake it. Right. You know, and I worry about this point because and I told Brad before the, before the show started, I worry about this point that we're going to bring up, but don't exaggerate your injuries. Okay. But on the other side of the coin, and you got to be truthful. And we tell clients that, be truthful, but don't leave any symptoms out. I mean, just because you're sitting here and Bell and Pollock told you not exaggerate your injuries, don't leave anything out that's relevant. I'm going to give you an example. Suppose you're in a crash, rearing crash, your low back is hurting you, killing you. And you've had occasionally numbness and tingling since the crash into your left leg, down to your toes. But it goes away and it comes back and it goes away. 
That, so that's not an exaggeration. You need to mention that. That's a neurological derivative event. That's a nerve-related injury. That's very important. And you, you don't want to say, well, eh, it just comes, it kind of comes and goes. Therefore, I'm not going to mention it because Bell and Pollock told me not to exaggerate anything. That's not exaggeration. Exaggeration does not mean don't tell everything. You must tell everything, every symptom. And by the way, symptoms are, not only does my low back hurt, but it's referred pain in my hip. Symptoms are, I got numbness and tingling coming and going in my left leg, left lower extremity. Symptoms are, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I can't work. Those are symptoms too, Brad. So this exaggeration of the injury business is a touchy one in my mind because you want to tell it all. You don't want to exaggerate, but you want to make sure you cover all the symptoms. That's exactly correct. But exaggerating when you're faking it, when you know it's not there, is wrong. It's going to get found out. It's not going to like the result. That's all there is to it, especially if they do surveillance. And next thing you know, they've got you on camera doing things you say you can't do. You don't want to do that. You want to be honest with your doctor, honest with your lawyers, honest in the system, and let the system play its way out. You, you will get appropriately rewarded. So that's the whole idea. Right. And the, and the last point we want to make today, and man, keep in mind, we can't cover every point the way you can wreck your own injury claim, but there are many ways. So that's why you need to come to Bell and Pollock. We'll give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. Championsofthepeople.com. That's our website, championsofthepeople.com. But so let's talk about our last point today, Brad, and that is, um, so you say you can't work, you're able to work, but you say I can't go back to work. And when it's proved that you could have gone back to work and you didn't go back to work, uh, and some, sometimes people can't go back to work. That's legitimate. That's truthful. But if you can, and you're saying you can't, that's going to hurt your case, and it's going to be very dangerous to you, to the legal part of your case. Absolutely. You know, understand that if you were working at the time of the crash, or if you were looking for a job and you're trying to work, then people are not as forgiving as you might think about saying, I can't work. Because they go, well, you can work from home, you can take calls, you can send calls, you can rest in between calls, you can do all sorts of different things that may make it so you can do your job. You don't want them calling your employer and saying, yeah, I would have allowed so-and-so to work from home. There would have been no problem with that. Uh, and they could have made some money, maybe not as much as they normally make, but they could have made some money. Uh, when you can go to work, you go to work. When you can't go to work, you don't go to work. Right, because normally these insurance companies, when they get down to it, and if you have to file a lawsuit and they go through the discovery process, they will subpoena and take the deposition of your employer, probably. Okay? And so you need to know that at the outset. So we were trying to give you ways to not wreck your own injury claim today. Our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We're injury attorneys. We have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs. Our website is what? Champions of the what? Championsofthepeople.com. Our telephone number is 303-795-5900. In the mountains, 970-870-8989. You have any question on any injury, we do cases all over the state of Colorado, workers' comp cases, crash cases, motorcycle cases, truck cases, bicycle cases, bicycle injuries, premises liability, you call us, 303-795-5900, because we are your champions of the people. See you next week.